Welcome to the Lucky Let Court Podcast, a Tennis Now production sponsored by Tennis Express and a proud member of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chris Otto. Happy to be with you today and happy to be bringing you a special guest on the podcast. We are going to talk about one player and one player only in today's podcast. That is Brazil's Thiago Sabath-Wield. He's a player who's been surging of late. In fact, just about 52 weeks ago, he was ranked barely inside the top 400. Now he's at a current perch of 114 in the world. And that has a lot to do with his title, his maiden title, which he won in Santiago in February. This is a 6-2 record on the season. He's got a... 8-3 record against the top 100 over the last 52 weeks. He's been a very impressive player for some time now. And of course, he's a 2018 U.S. Open Boys Singles Champion. He was the first Brazilian to ever achieve that feat. He's also the, fir- the youngest Brazilian to ever win an ATP title. So a lot going right with this young man. And if you haven't had a chance to see him play, particularly on the clay yet, you are in for a pleasant surprise. This guy packs a mean punch on the forehand side. And he's generally a very aggressive, very exciting player to watch. And he's also a very exciting and fun guy to talk to. So why don't we experience what that's like now? Let's get right to our interview with Tiago Sebath-Wield. How are you feeling during this difficult time? What are things? What have things been like back in Brazil for you since you got back from Davis Cup in March? Um, I've been trying to practice almost every day and keep myself as much activity as, as possible. And and you know I've been trying to live a normal life, but there's nothing really normal about it these days. Trying to enjoy as much as and stay with the people I like. Yeah, so have you been able to get access to a tennis court? Or are you working out at home? What sort of things are you doing to keep yourself in shape? Yeah, I've been working out at home, and my dad owns a tennis academy here, so I've been able to practice with him, but not with anybody else. Oh, yeah. Well, why don't we start there then? Because one of the things I was curious to find out a little bit more about is your relationship with your dad. I know he's heavily involved in the business of tennis and uh, would you, and you've also called him an idol in the past. So um, how much of an influence has he had on your game starting from when you were a youngster? Well, he, he always supported me on anything I'd like to do, but obviously he liked tennis better. Um he gave me my first racket and and always introduced me to, to tournaments and and to the to, you know to to tennis places and to people who who played really well in his time. I uh, I think I just started liking it from the beginning because I I grew up on courts. I grew up playing tennis and and that's where I felt better because um, I it, it's actually something different here in Brazil to play tennis and not soccer or basketball. Or or even volleyball, it's it's just something different, and I've always liked that. And what do you say? Some what would you say? Some of the valuable lessons you've learned from your dad are about both being a tennis player and just being a young man. Well, from, from tennis, I think that the thing I I learned the most during my life is 
not to give up on anything. You, you should not give up on anything you want to do. You, you should go all in for it and, and work for it. And if you actually dream about it and believe you can do it, uh, so for your strength and as a person is to, to be loyal to myself and to the people I love. Because that's how you, that's how you got to work. You got to trust your team. You got to be 100% open with them so they can work their best with you. Mm. Excellent. Um, I want to read you a few things about uh, about yourself that, and let you react to it. Because, um, you know, you've done a lot of great work up in, up in I'd say, the last 6, 12 months. Um, here's some things, for example. You're the first next-gen ATP player to win a tour-level title in 2020, youngest Brazilian player to win a title in ATP history, the first player on the ATP tour born in or beyond the year 2000 to win a non-exhibition ATP title, and then also in Santiago, you became the youngest player to win a golden swing title since Rafael Nadal did it in 2005. So a lot of amazing achievements in the last six months. How do they make you feel? Um, it really shows me that my hard work's paying off. It really shows me that I'm on the right path and that I should not change things now. I should stick to everything I'm doing and, and believe the people I'm working with because they, they, definitely, they definitely know what they're doing with me. <laughs> Sounds like it. And what would you say has been a key for your transition from juniors? We know you won that U.S. Open title and had a great junior career, especially in 2018. What do you think has enabled you to make the transition from juniors to the challengers and now this year to the ATP tour? Oh, I think that I played every match as as my last. I've always played every match as as it depended on my life. And I think that going on court and, and believing you can beat anybody is is the most important thing for a tennis player because if you're if you're I don't know ranking about 200 in the world like I was, and and you play Christian Garin like I played and he he was ranked 18 at the time. Yes. Uh, I think that if you go on court thinking that you're playing the first seed of the tournament, if you if you if you go on court playing playing a top 20, you're definitely gonna lose. If you think if you think about it like that, you're definitely gonna lose because if you will it will overcome yourself and then. Invitation to talk to this. So I think that believing in yourself and, and thinking that you can beat anybody is, is the key for that. Yeah, that's clear. And I've noticed that against the top 100, over the last 52 weeks, you've won eight and lost just three against the top 100. And I think in your career, it's nine and five. So I guess you've been believing in yourself quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, I've always liked that one. Um, listen Tiago you have to tell me about this forehand of yours Um, already I I think it's one of the best shots that we have in tennis Um, it's amazing tons of power never know which way you're going to hit it can you talk about when did you start to realize that your forehand was going to be this weapon and how did you build it up to be such a strong shot Um, I never really worked on it I always just thought that I could do you know, I, I've always looked at it as the best shot I could ever have. i a, a nice forehand, a nice forehand down the line. And I just think that the passion I have about it, it makes it that good. I mean, it's just something I've I've always worked like 
getting to the ball and then hitting it, I don't know, deeper or, or with more angle. I don't know. I've, I've always left that part for my coaches. Are you surprised with how well it matched up against some of the, some of the top ATP guys like Garin and Casper Ruud? I mean, your, your forehand really was a weapon even, even in the ATP matches. Did it surprise you at all? I think that my forehand's it's definitely my best shot. It's definitely my best round stroke, and I think that I worked for it, and it's just my hard work paying off. I think that just like just like I, I go on court believing that I can beat anyone, I, I go on court thinking that my forehand should control the match. Yeah, it certainly does. And and um, in your ATP bio, you listed your strongest characteristic as your fearlessness and i see that when i watch you play can you can you tell me a little bit more about what you meant when you would say that that it's the fearlessness is your strong point well um i'd say that's um as a kid i've always thought that i could beat anybody that i could be the best that i could always win determined doesn't really matter where i was and it's something I've taken with me to to today, and I'd say it really helped me along my career. Mm. It's just something that gives me a lot of strength when I'm when I'm losing a match, and and then I come back and and win it. That's that's really helped me. Mm. All right. Speaking of comebacks, let's talk about your first victory at Rio against uh, Davidovich Volkina. You save the three match points. You play for nearly four hours. Everybody's going crazy. It's one of the best matches we've seen all year. Is this the type of tennis we can expect from you over the next 10 years? Yeah, definitely, because... <laughs> I um, hope so. I've, I've, always said, yeah, I've always said that I, 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 I don't give up in matches. It doesn't really matter if I'm three match points down. I don't really care about the scoreboard. Uh, I won't give up on a match, and while I'm still there, there's still a chance for me to win the match, and I'll take that. Yeah, for sure. How good did it feel to to play in Rio at that 500 tournament in a town you've lived in for a long time? How special was that? I think that playing at home is always special because most of the times you have the, the, the crowd support, and it really pushes you to to play better, to, to do your best, and that's what really helped me in Rio because, I mean, it's a really humid place. It's a lot slower than Santiago or hard courts, and I think that the crowd really supported me on, on keep going and believing that I could actually win the match. So I'm guessing you're pretty excited to get back there and play again next year. Yeah, playing at home is always, is always special. It's always exciting for me. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the things in your game that you want to improve? I know you and your coach, Jao Schwetz, are um, never satisfied and always want to work on some things. Is there anything specific that you'd like to get better when we finally do return to tennis? Well, I'd say my serve and, and my net game, my volleys. Yeah. Can you talk about those a little bit and, and why you'd like to improve them? Um, I think that I, I can improve my second serve a lot a lot. It's just to gain a little more speed, a little more a little more weight and, and make it, you know, a lot better. 
And about my net game, I think I need to, you know, go go more for it. I need to um, try to, to go to the net a lot more because, as you said, I have a pretty fast forehand and it, it's a pretty big shot. It really gives me a lot of opportunities during the match. And sometimes I don't take them. I just wait for another forehand. Sometimes the guy misses, but and all the times uh, the point goes back to 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 the start. I need to start building it up again. And if I went to the net, maybe I could have won the point earlier, and that could save me a lot more energy during the matches. Yes, well said, well said. Just a couple more minutes, Tiago. Um, you talk about no your... problem. Thank you, and thank you so much. Um, you. Um, haven't haven't reached the top 100 yet, and that's probably because the season stopped. I think otherwise it looked like you're on your way and much higher. I wonder, how good do you think you can be? What is your ultimate dream in tennis? Well, um, a lot of people have already asked me about being number one or winning Grand Slam. I'd go with being number one because to be number one, you have to win a Grand Slam at least. And let's say be number one then. Yeah. Do you believe you can do it? Yes, definitely. Definitely. And speaking of Grand Slams, if there was one you're really excited about, I'm guessing it would be Roland Garros. You really love the clay, don't you? Yes, I really like the clay and I really like the French Open. It's winning Roland Garros just like Guga did, just like Nadal did. It would be amazing. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't drop. Really like that place, and I won it as a junior, so I'd stay in between them. Yes, great. And uh, my last question for you then is about a couple players that you just mentioned. Uh, Guga has been an influence, and he's been someone who has talked about you on social media. What is your relationship like with him? How much does he inspire you? And then, of course, Rafael Nadal. I know he's one of your idols. What do these players mean to you, and how do they inspire you? Well, um, I'm not really a close friend of Guga, but he's helped me when I was younger, and I met him when I was like six or seven years old. He he always talked so much about how how intense I should play, about how how I should focus on, on my level, and and let the ranking be be a consequence of how I'm playing, of how the results are going, and I'd say yes, he's an inspiration for me, just like he's for. Most of the players out there, yeah. he he was number one. He beat he beat Agassi and Sampras in the same tournament. Like, who really does that on hard courts? Yeah. Who really does that? And 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 I'd say, yeah, definitely. Rafael Nadal has always been an idol for me. I've <laughs> I grew up watching him play, watching him beat Federer, and that's just amazing. You know, um, when I was about about seven, eight, I don't know, nine maybe. Um, Nadal was just starting his career and was already beating Federer and all those guys. Already was winning slams and and you know that's just something I've always looked up to. Yeah, so you were a big fan back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I used to wear his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And have you gotten a chance to talk to him in the locker room or meet him or even hit with him? Well, I met him when I was younger, but no, I've never really chatted him or practiced with him. No, never had the chance. 
No, would you? Uh, you, I guess you'd be kind of excited to do that, and even better, maybe play a match against him. Would you? Would yeah, you... I, I think, I think, I, I think I'd be more nervous to practice with him than play against him. <laughs> yeah, and so now we've learned that you're very confident and fearless. If if it so happens that we get back to the tour and it's you versus Rafael Nadal on the clay, are you going to win? Can you beat this man? Uh, I'll try my best, but uh, I don't know if if you know my ego will let will let me do it because beating my idol is kind of you know <laughs> it's tricky, right? I yeah, it is because I'm not sure I want to watch him play the whole tournament or if I want to win. Oh come on! I think we know the answer. No, just kidding. I'd obviously want to win. Yeah, I'd obviously want to win, but it it'd be a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, and and so um, if you could face any player that um, on tour right now as a kind of a dream match or a dream situation, which player would you like to to play that you haven't? Rafael Nadal and Roger Federer. That would be pretty cool, right? I think that's everyone's dream. Yeah, I think that's everyone's dream. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, good. I think we hit our 15 minutes, Tiago. Um, I appreciate your time. No problem. Best of luck, and, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, see you out on tour not too long from now. You take care and be, be, All right. be safe. Thank you. You too. This edition of the Lucky Letcourt podcast is a wrap. Special guest to Brazil's Tiago Sebat-Wield for joining us. Awesome to talk to this young player. He's going to be one to watch for a long time, we think. want to give you guys a couple places to find us on social media. If you are so inclined, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts. Just type in Lucky Letcourt podcast into your search engine there, and voila, you will be online. We'd love it if you'd like rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can also find Tennis Now on social at facebook.com slash tennis now. Hit us up on Twitter at tennis underscore now. There's a lot of places you can find us. Instagram, you can find us on Apple News, and you can check out our article about Tiago on the website right now. That is www.tennisnow.com. Thank you guys for listening. We will check back with you soon. You guys stay safe, stay sane, and be well. (laughs) 